0: What did you have to say to Van Gundy and and Mark Jackson before Saturday's game, man? It seemed like you two would go. You, the three of you guys, just having like not even an argument, but just like a passionate discussion. And I wanted to ask you about it uh, on the show. I waited.
1: Well, normally you always have the camera right in front of me, then, but I I
0: didn't see you.
1: Um, (laughs) I
0: got some flicks. I got a couple of We, I was
1: out. um, I want to say I was out. Friday Friday during the day and I went to a shoe store called Blue Sh- Blue Soul Shoes and I was in there buying a pair of shoes and in walks Mark Jackson and Mark Jackson and I have gone back and forth I, I told Mark I said I said you know what I still believe that that Marcus Smart is the best defender uh, you know under 6'5", the Celtics of He goes, no, 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 because you're oh, not Dennis, likes, Dennis like DJ, right? Johnson. Dennis yeah, Johnson is yeah. defender. And I went back and we were going back and forth. And I said, and we finally, you know, uh, I said, we, we. it's kind of parted our of ways. And then I went to the drugstore. And when we went up, walked in the drugstore, Mark Jackson had come to the drugstore. I said, you know what? I got one more thing to say. Girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody, give me a napkin
0: so I can wipe my mouth. <laughs> All right, another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. Coming to you from the road, I'm Josue Pavone. He is, of course, Cedric Maxwell. And what a Sunday, Saturday night showdown we saw between the Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. Of course, we were there. In person, taking it in live, Max, what's your reaction to it, man? There's so many di- different directions we can go with it, but I think overall, just the way this team continues to find ways to win in dramatic fashion, whichever you're into, they got something for you, right? I mean, this is another think, win, another big win.
1: Yeah, I think what it showed me was that this team is a, is a well-rounded team, and from top to bottom, and they're more well-rounded than, than Sixers. Uh, a big, uh, a big way that Celtics stayed in that game was their bench play. Uh, you could see what Derek White came off the bench, he had been a starter, but he comes off the bench, he gives you points. Brogdon comes in, he was successful. It showed what Al Horford can do, and all of a sudden, you remember everybody said Joe Missoula doesn't call timeouts. He called mm. two timeouts late in the game to set up big the one. game to play. Um, this team is there. There's not a lot of Holes in it. and you even look at Mascola didn't really play in the game and he was pretty good. Uh, Peyton Pritchard has not played in the game and you know, we know that he can come in and give you spot I minutes. Mean, this team doesn't have a it doesn't have, it doesn't seem to have a lot of weaknesses and I think that is really so cool when you think about how well this team is
0: performing. It, it is, it really is because if you were to ask me a month ago, I would like yeah they can they can be a deep team if they're healthy but we have to wait and see because we didn't see that consistency but Mm -hmm. before the all-star break that run that they went on with of course all the injuries that they had they come back full you know at at full strength and i love how joe mazula is getting this team prepared for the playoffs in the sense of there are going to be some guys that aren't going to get a whole lot of playing time but you never know depending on matchups you may be you know stay ready for that next one i like how he's tightening this rotation i mean what do you make of it is is that how you you see it. That's the way I see it. Look, don't look now, but we're about 20 games left in the season. You know, this is the fourth quarter of the regular season. I think this is the part of the year where you want to sharpen these rotations and figure out what works best with your team, for your team. Yeah. I think that that's really cool when you think
1: about that. And even you look at what Joe Mazzula has done, um, and he does it by committing and what his team needs. Uh, you think of the Indiana game. Uh, Joe Mazzula, I think Grant Williams played about five minutes in that game. Yeah. Grant's been a big contributor, but he wasn't needed in that game. Uh, and then he turned around in the Philadelphia game, and you had Grant. Uh, he probably did the best job that we saw uh, against Joel Embiid. Uh, but Joel is Joel Embiid against the rest of the Celtics, it seemed like the other day. You know, Harden was not bad. Uh, uh, Maxie was not really good. And they really stood out, and, and they got some contributions over there in uh from Philly with some of the other guys stepping up
0: but Harris, Harris had a good had
1: a good good Harris soccer. Harris was Harris was really good early but mm-hmm. late in the basketball game he never touched the ball because right. it was more about Joel Embiid being the guy uh and you know he was rolling so you know how could you go with anybody else but that's just tough to beat one against five and uh, right. to, to see them perform like that, that was uh, it, it was really cool to see the Celtics putting it kind of all together. And and considering the fact that you would think that um, you looked at some of the play and you said, Jason Tatum really didn't have a great game. Yeah. He scored you know, late in the basketball game, but it was more of the other guys who were stepping up. Al Horford hitting, what, five trays in the game? Three uh, in a row, gotten- Matt. That, yeah. those
0: three three pointers in yeah. two minutes. That was that was That's, the turnaround.
1: Yeah, right? the Celtics back in it. So yeah. Yeah, that was a uh, that was.
0: Uh, I mean, they were down by fifteen points, and you can imagine how frustrated Joel Embiid was after the game when we spoke to him. And because of the way the game ended, I mean, he knew more than anyone that that ball wasn't in on time. Like it was a heck of a shot. What was it sixty-four foot? I believe was the official measurement, but. Man, he knew it wasn't good. It was just like 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 he said, story of my life, which I did I get I got a kick out of that, man. Yeah. Story he, of my life. What a yeah, yeah. half-court shot. And, and it doesn't count. And, and you know overtime game over. Celtics win. Thanks to Jason Tatum's game winner.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was Brown who played well early. Uh and they the Celtics did a real good job defensively. Even when you think about Harden, Harden didn't really kill them. Uh they, they didn't have a lot of contributions. And here's the biggest thing. Doc Rivers did not believe in their bench at all. I mean, he went with his
0: daughters. Uh, he for- can't even pretend, Max. He yeah. knows how deep this team is, and he's like, no. He I, I don't. Know the,
1: the guy coming off the bench might have gotten five minutes or ten minutes or something like that. But it wasn't one of those things where, you know, Doc Rivers had a real
0: belief in what his bench could do. Yeah, It's pretty much Maxie. The most you get out of him, they they, they put him into that six-man role because the, the bench was so thin. And then now it's it, it's really McDaniels, who, who just came from Charlotte, right? I mean, he's a big piece of this all of a sudden. And, and that's not easy to, to implement him. But, I mean, there's other guys in here. But, he's like you said, he just doesn't trust him. I mean, what happened to Georges Yang? I mean, Yang signed that contract a couple of years ago, you know, last summer. Or I think it was two summers ago. And he's just – he's barely in the rotation now. You know, he's playing like what? He, he clocked in about 12, 13 minutes. But – it's close to nothing when you think about his impact.
1: Doc doesn't he doesn't he do, doesn't have a trust factor at all when it comes to his bench and what his bench can do, and and that's why he had to rush um, he had to rush and hurry up get to get Joel B back in that game. Yeah, um, and then, and Joel B was tired that day. He was tired. He was he worked he worked his ass off in that game. He was posting up. He was as strong as I've seen him going towards the basket, and and he did not rely on that followaway jump shot until late in the basketball game. when, in fact, I think he got tired.
0: You know what? He didn't see, he didn't anticipate Derek White to be there when he when he caught that ball on in the inbound. He actually said that he would have attempted it earlier, sooner. Maybe it goes in on you know in time if White's not there because it forced him to sort of dribble a little bit more, and then he just tossed it as if like you know what? I'm done with this game. Boom, it goes in, and and it doesn't even count. It's like, man, the crowd went crazy, man. That was a hell of a game.
1: They should have. It was was a great game to see, and the Celtics have done that. They played Indiana. Uh, Indiana was a tough game for the Celtics. Then they come back and they play in this game, an even tougher game, and then without Tatum playing really well, and then Tatum connected, Brown connected. They had so many contributions uh, with the Celtics coming at them instead of the other way around. Home teams normally have a good contribution from bench players. They did not have that at all. And Doc Rivers has to be scratching his head right now, thinking like, "What can I do to make this team better?"
0: He's so good at pretending that everything's gonna be all right. Like, like if, if one thing he learned about the Clippers experience is like, man, I can, I can. You put me in front of a camera, and a bunch of reporters, I got this. I can bullshit the heck out of it and, and do it with the with the Denzel Washington type approach, man. Man, he had people convinced, like, hey. This thing's not over, guys. You know, like, but the last meeting, though, because he knew these two meetings were so close together, he was really, really tough on them in that loss in in, in Boston. You know, w- without Robert Williams, Jalen Brown went down at halftime. They couldn't mm-hmm. close it out. Celtics win, and he just talked about effort. Yes, defensively, the Sixers had a much better approach defending the Celtics, but it was just too many of them, man. They couldn't keep up, especially in transition. That's exactly what Doc had to say after the
1: game. Exactly. It was it was essentially a beehive of guys coming at the 76ers. Every time we looked around at somebody else, it wasn't Derek White, it was Grant. If it wasn't that, it was Horford. If it wasn't that, it was Brown. It was Tatum. Yeah, I mean, they, went they had a they have a car of guys being aggressive and looking to take the ball towards the hole. And you think about even Brown. Here's the big thing about which people didn't even realize in that game. Brown picked up two fouls early in the game. I yeah. did they end up with? Two fouls. Two But he fouls. was still aggressive. Know,
0: three. It was three. But, but had he, 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 he the end in the game, though. That was, yeah. Yeah, and,
1: and Doc, he said, look, I'm rolling the dice. And because yeah. of that, I think it, it, it enabled them to play with that much more confidence. And this is a confident team right now. Uh, when you come into a, a team like the Philadelphia 76ers, who have you all marked up as, as dead, and you come back and win a game like that. What does it do to the psyche of the 76ers, the fan base, everybody around them going, you know, you remember what Pedro Martinez said about the Yankees? You were around for that. It must what, be. The daddy things. Which one, dad? man? I said a couple of things. Yeah, they, 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 we ain't
0: beat them because they must be our daddies. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was – that didn't sit well with the, with the Pavones, let me tell you, man. We didn't like that at all. <laughs> but, hey – I guess that was the head games he needed to play because what happened? The Curse of Bambino was broken that, that same your, year. Who's your daddy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he had the crowd saying that and, and I guess he got the last laugh though, because uh yes, he being down 3-0, you know, all of a sudden then it looks so uh then it looked so pretty for the Yankees when going into game seven. They didn't feel good about that.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was something else. So I think that, you know, again, psychologically it was a wound for for the 76ers. Now there's a lot of basketball to be played, but can the Celtics stay healthy? Uh no second back neither back to back. So even with this, you know, you come in and play a Nick team that just beat you at home, you kind of owe them. So you gotta come in, and you gotta play with some fire because Julius Randle is playing extremely well. And uh, you know, knocking down shots, all-star, um uh, Brunson uh, has been really good. He's been yeah. He
0: should have been an All Star. I, I
1: know he was. I thought he'd be good, but I didn't know he was gonna be this good for this particular team.
0: Nah, you thought that he was gonna slump it up after getting the bag. That's what you thought? Got
1: the bag, man. Got the bag. That's what happened. Hey, it
0: happens to a lot of people. They get that money, and all of a sudden, the the, the production drops off a bit. You know. Well, his
1: hasn't. He is. Uh, he's yeah. proven that he's right. worth it. Every dollar that the Knicks uh, uh, paid him, and I'm sure that Dallas is probably booting themselves, saying, "And we could have
0: kept this kid, but we just didn't want to pay him." That's pre- that's exactly what happened. And mm-hmm. exactly. now uh, we we'll about to wait and see how how things unfold with, with with Kyrie. But look, before before we continue on with these two character wins, I'm calling in from the Celtics. I'm just showing everyone just how deep this team is. I gotta ask you, what did you have to say to Van Gundy and and Mark Jackson before? Saturday's game, man. It seemed like you two would go you, the three of you guys are having, like, not even a, 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 an argument, but just, like, a passionate discussion. And I wanted to ask you about it uh, yeah. on the show. I waited.
1: Well, normally you always have the camera right in front of me then, but I, I
0: didn't see you. Um, <laughs> I it, got some flicks. I it, got a couple it, of flicks. But I, it, it, buddy, we, uh,
1: I was out, um, I want to say I was out Friday, Friday during the day, and I went to a shoe store called Blue, Sh- Blue Soul shoes and I was in up buying a pair of shoes and in walks Mark Jackson and Mark Jackson and I have gone back and forth. I, I told Mark, I said, I said, you know what? I still believe that that marcus smart. is the best defender, uh, you know, under 6'5", the Celtics have ever eight. He goes, no, 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 oh, no. Dennis, like, like right? Dennis Johnson, Dennis yeah. Johnson oh, is yeah. the best defender. And I went back and we were going back and forth and I said, and we finally, you know, uh, I said, we, we it kind of parted our ways. And then I went to the drugstore. And when I we walked in the drugstore, Mark Jackson had come to the drugstore. I said, you know what? I got one more thing to say. <laughs> and I said, you know, he talked about uh, Dennis Johnson. He said, Dennis Johnson was hand-checking. He was hand-checking people. And that made him that much better. I said, well, let me ask you this. What would happen if Marcus Smart could hand-check Oh, he, man. he went, uh, well, I'm not pretending about what could have,
0: because, you know,
1: that's not going to happen. So we just kind of laughed about it. Uh, so at the game, Marcus you came
0: out. That conversation. Marcus, Let me get it. Marcus
1: came out, and I grabbed him. I said, come here a minute. I said, we to go to Mark Jackson. And Mark Jackson, he stepped out, and he was like, Marcus, you're my guy. You're my guy. And I said, Marcus, and I asked Marcus, I said, Marcus, We talked about you being one of the best. best, I said you're the best defender under 6'5 that this team has probably ever had. And that includes Dennis Johnson. He He got real humble. I said, but Marcus, what could you do if in fact you could hand check like they did during the 80s? He said, oh my God, I would be that much more of a beast defensively. And then oh, that's what Ben Gundy and, you know, and Jackson, we all stood there. We talked for a minute and, and uh, just uh, just kind of shot the shit about, you know, what was what was what. And uh, it was real interesting to talk to those two guys. That's
0: what's up. I didn't know that's what it was. There you go. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. no idea Marcus was involved.
1: Yeah, because I, I actually bought Marcus over because I saw I, I saw Mark Jackson sitting there. I said, Marcus, come here, come here. And he walked over, and we looked over at Mark Jackson. He just busted out loud. He <laughs> gets up. And he said, Marcus, you're still my guy.
0: So, Marcus, is like, yeah, let me talk to you, man. Let me talk yeah. to you. He probably you you know. yeah, well, you.
1: Yeah. Know, I, I should have had uh, uh, A. Sherrod there, you know, to talk to Marcus. And then we could have really had something
0: going on. You know what happened last year with H-R-A. You know? Oh yeah, that's right. And the and the guard report. I gotta I gotta bring that up tomorrow. There's a lot I gotta I want
1: Garden Garden Report, you know, say I'm not that good. So you know that's what I was talking about while I was over there.
0: And that was the that was the night that you were you, you were uh doing the post game interviews, right? It was it was if i not mistaken, right? Brandy wasn't even there, right? When, when I had-
1: think that no, I think Brandy was there and he just out the blue. He just balled up the garden boy. He said, "Look, those guys at the garden boy. No, they don't know what." And then he said, "What?" I said, "They don't know what the fuck they're talking about." I was like, "Whoa, we're on live."
0: Like I know those dudes. Wait a minute. We're on
1: live. He's like, "Yeah, Uh, you know, they said that I couldn't defend," and he was talking about Achara. He said, "I got in a step slower," but that year and the next year, Marcus becomes defensive player of the year, and so that was uh,
0: that was pretty cool. So you welcome Celtics fans. See, we got him. We we motivated him. That's exactly mm-hmm. what he needed. Motivated, man. He's motivated. So i sure when they grabbed him, man, there was.
1: But Marcus is cool. Marcus has always been, you know, really, you know, very personable with me. Matter of fact, he got on the bus uh, after the game and he was explaining to me and uh, John Wallach, who did the game with me yesterday, he said, "Look, Mark, they they made some mistakes." He said the referees came after the game and said, you know, when I I took the charge and, 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 and Joel and B ran over me, he said, and the referee said, well, in my neighborhood, that's a charge. Mm -hmm. So Marcus said, damn, man, y'all got to call it and take the emotion out of it. So it was, it was an emotional game and uh, Southern's what they were revved up. So, but you can't lose your focus coming to here, playing the Knicks tomorrow night.
0: Right. But you also have to remember though, like I, like, the referees, I, I feel like I like that Marcus did that, right? Because you have to remember that sometimes you have to have those conversation but not in a vulgar way, not when you're coming at someone's neck, you know, just have a nice conversation. And I saw that happening at least two or three times during a timeout, right? It wasn't reactionary. It wasn't like, like hey, let me just talk to you about the play happen. So I, I like Marcus doing that. And, and I do think there was some, there was some iffy calls. Well, I think it's self We
1: see self-ex, the difference in free throws. Yeah, Celtics more than any team, I think, do that because Grant is constantly talking, he's in the, shit, he's he is, stop. he is constantly coming up to the officials after every, every almost every play that he thinks there is a mistake, Grant will go over to the officials and no, no, yeah, 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 but see he, see, he
0: does that though, Max, but he also does this thing where he, he's on the ground, and he's grabbing an arm or something and he's like, he's got one eye, oh, no one's looking, oh, I gotta get back on defense, like, Yo, referees don't like that, Grant, don't play possum, don't act like you're hurt. And then when the play's still going, you realize, oh, it's a five on four. I'm not being a good teammate right now. Let me get in there. Oh, so what happened to you? It doesn't hurt anymore now? You can run all the way back and play defense? Like, referees don't want to see that, Max. You're not going to get the next – you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt when you're when you're behaving like that, you
1: know? It's, it's a tough cookie to go, but, I mean, I think we saw almost the best of what Celtics can be. In these two Absolutely. games, the Celtics were able to adapt to two different styles. They were able to adapt to the bully nature of Joel Embiid, and B, yep. and then they were able to adapt to the fast break and jump shooting of Indiana Pacers. You think about it. Both that guys. Overtime Turner, game was Turner ended up with 40 points in that game, mm-hmm. a, a loss for Indiana. What's happened? Joel and B gets 40 plus. Again, 41. another loss for the opposition. So, have found a way to combat those guys. It's not one guy going to be. There's gonna to have to be a collection of guys playing well in order to beat the uh, to beat Boston, and then you top that off, and you look at uh, Milwaukee right now, and Giannis is out. So mm. what? How does that affect him? you gotta go back. How long is Giannis gonna be out of the lineup? Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, if you're the Celtics right now, you're thinking, man, we got our guys back. We're getting this momentum going. And like you said, I mean, look, these character wins, they go a long way because you know who's balling out against the Pacers, in my opinion, man, with the, the guy who I, I don't think the Celtics win that without him, Malcolm Brogdon, man, Rushing teams with that three-point shot. The Brogdon. best Brogdon. Most three-point shooter in the NBA showing you why he's that dude and also being that guy on defense and setting the table and getting guys their shots. Now, he didn't, he didn't have a great game. You know, against Philly, but like you said, then here comes Derek White. You know, setting guys up, attacking the rim, just parting the sea. You know, they, so many teams sleep on Derek White in when, term when he's driving that he just gets an open lane and he doesn't sleep on that. He will make you pay for that. And right now, he has in the last in the last eight ten games, he's a twenty point scorer who can dish, who can knock down three point shots. Like this is a big asset for the Celtics right now.
1: He has he has trampolines from being the player of the week to somewhat like the player of the month you ever look, since that happened max right you take him. you you got him in the starting lineup he's playing great you take him out of the starting lineup and he still comes in and he plays great that's a tribute to a good good basketball player not feeling the pressure of starting but feeling the pressure
0: of just making plays when when the plays need to be made exactly exactly and it just it goes a long way for this team man i'm, I'm really am I'm impressed i, I again when people calling them the, the, how deep they are, I'm like, well, we don't know that because we're not seeing the consistency. We're not seeing that. Now we're seeing it. Now we're seeing it from before the All-Star break and, and, and one week after the All-Star break. You know, after seeing Jason Tatum, you know, get the MVP in that game.
1: Yeah, you you didn't play. You 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 look at Blake Griffin, who's who's been pretty good for you when he, he's had to play. Didn't even play in that game. A scholar who had been knocking down shots as soon as he yeah. came in here, he didn't play in that
0: it's game. Since
1: so, day one. So, so I think the biggest thing, the Celtics have more cards to play than anybody else with the
0: with personnel
1: that. that they have, if, in fact, they're they're healthy. You're not catching them on the second night of back-to-back, so you should see Al Horford tomorrow night. Uh, Rob Williams, it's always that question mark, can he stay healthy? But so far, so good.
0: What did, you, what did you make of his, his uh, recent performance? I mean, he hit that buzzer beater going into the second quarter, which, by the way, man, like, that was one of the – some of the best defense Philly has had against Boston. And they had a two-point lead to show for it at the end of that quarter, man. Like, I just think those little, like, those little things along the way just really, like, took them out of the game mentally. But uh, aside from that, what did you think of Robert Williams and how he's been progressing? Robert Williams was really good.
1: I mean, he's uh, – it looked like he's getting more confident in, in scoring the basketball himself. Like I say, we would never see him take that jump shot about a couple of weeks ago. But take right. the jump shot made some plays around the hole and isn't looking every time at, at making a play on that offensive I end. Mean, he's he's you know, picking the spots, and I think that's a real good thing for this team.
0: Right. Absolutely, because you want to get comfortable with that. And I love to see him finishing around the rim, You know, not just uh, catching the alley use, which we all know that he can do so well with his athleticism, but also just making – Make him offensive plays because he has that space. And you know, guys like Tatum and Brown gotta find him down low. And they want him, they want to get him involved as much as possible and offense. So and this is uh what it
1: what it shows about this team in the last couple of weeks is really just how balanced there can be. You mean they, they can be top heavy sometimes when Brown and and Tatum are getting it going, but when need be, they can reach down and get some of these other guys to step in and make plays right. I think the Celtics had at least I want to say they had six guys who scored in double figures last night yes. and when you yes. do and when you do that the opposition doesn't know how to stop you because there's Ooh. too many holes in the dike you, you you got one finger here one finger there toe there and then you're going man there's still a plug eh? what right, am I gonna right. do so yeah
0: it was almost as if like Doc was sitting there talking about the game, being like, you know, I just—he didn't say this, but he kind of got that—you kind of got that message, like I, I just needed someone to just have a bad shooting night. And Tatum had didn't have a great shooting night. It was Jalen Golden. When Jalen went cold, it was Derek White. You know, he thought Derek White was was tremendous, and he thought that the the turnaround doesn't happen without Al Horford making those three consecutive threes uh, in that third quarter in that second half. And they were wide open. That's what drove Doc crazy. You know, they, they, these, these threes are wide open, but you can tell in the tone of his voice is you know, that's a, why he he under he could tell he knew why the, that owl was wide open because the other guys were killing him. You know, yeah, and other guys him. the guys are killing him.
1: Other guys are killing him. And Joel B. what he does, he anchors himself around the basket. So when he anchors himself around the basket, yeah. is going to be wide open. And give Horford credit. I think the first one he took coming down on the middle, the right-hand side and didn't have numbers and came down and knocked that one down and just seemed like he got it going there. And it went from one corner to the next corner here and there and just kept knocking down shots and a testament to who he is and, and to who, what Joe, Mo, Joe Mazzula has done for this team.
0: Definitely. No question. He certainly earned that title, man. No, no, no doubt. The interim tag has been been stripped. And uh, he's he's taking force of this. He's taking control of this team. I mean, you you mentioned it, him, you know, people m- making a whole lot about him not calling timeouts in the right spots. Well, he's improved that, and he's also improved in coming up with these plays at the end of the game, setting up Jason Tatum, which reminded me a whole lot of what Brad Stevens used to do when the game was tied in a in, in a, not, a and, and, and guard named Isaiah Thomas was the one catching that. Half court, man. He would he would start all the way, full court, run all the way up, catch that. Yeah. Whether it was a three point shot or a layup at you know to finish, that was that was one of Brad Stevens' go to plays. And uh, Missoula tipped the cap to Brad, saying like, "Yeah, I got that from Brad, man.
1: That, that was the play." Well, I mean, it just takes it takes a village right now, and they're doing an a, a excellent job of uh, everybody kind of playing their role. You know, Brogdon comes in and scores. The guys don't they – don't, they, it doesn't hurt them enough. Tatum right. did score really in the basketball game. I thought he got a little anxious in the second half, but then he settled down. And he knocked down, you know, some huge plays. And people who are looking oh, at him sorry. from afar, they're going, "Oh man. i so has got a lot of weapons over there, a lot of weapons. Oh, yeah.
0: And then and Denver, Denver
1: loses, and, uh, you know, so – Denver's kind of back on the heels, so Celtics again have, like, what, about a two-and-a-half game lead or something like that in
0: standard. Yeah. Yep, and the Bucks playing without Giannis. I mean, you know, your, your boy Jay's in uniform. He's back, but now Giannis is out, and they're going to have to try to make do without him.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to be one of those things. that I'm interested in seeing what Brooklyn does now. Uh, you know, because those, those pieces that they picked up from Phoenix have been uh, – they they played they played very well. And what they to do. And uh Bridges has come in and knocked down shots. It's been a it's been a fun thing. It's been a fun thing kind of watching him come in, get discarded by, you know, Phoenix and then all of a sudden ends up in um, Brooklyn and he's he's been nothing but brilliant.
0: Well they have the supporting cast, right, Max? I mean, you put a couple of all stars in there, like a Duran or Kyrie. I mean <laughs> couple another a new batch of all stars, I guess not not them, because uh, <laughs> that surrounding cast, man. You got yeah. you got a couple of top notch defenders, especially Bridges, man. He's all defense, and you got guys who can knock down shots. You have that youth, you know that balance. Yeah, Plug in a couple stars, man. A couple new stars, new faces in Brooklyn. That's all. This, that's yeah. all that's missing, I guess. Yes, indeed. All right, we'll see what happens. Celtics Knicks at MSG. I can't wait, man. It's always fun to to, to take in a basketball game there. And uh, like you mentioned, man, uh, Julius Randle, let's, let's see what he got because he uh, he can always give you a, a, a good game, a, a good uh, performance when, when he's up against the Celtics. Yeah, he, 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 sometimes
1: he can give you a great performance and then sometimes he's more mediocre. Celtics are looking for the mediocre one, but if it came <laughs> to shove and and your next one get into a shooting war, I think the Celtics will be like, okay, we we, we got enough we got enough cannon fire, you know, to let right. you guys, so yeah.
0: We can do that, exactly. So, All right, man, that's going to do it for this episode of Cedric Maxwell Podcast. Yeah, he is it. Cedric Maxwell. I am Joe Sway Pavone. Subscribe, rate, review if you haven't already. You already know what that means to us. It's the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. And we keep it on. we we'll keep it on, Max. I forget. We'll keep, keep it on 100. You know we keep it on 100. 100. Keep we it all on 100, on the hundreds.
1: not 99, not 98, 99.9. <laughs> 9, no, we keep it oh, on 100. So, we're trying to tell you the truth. We are uh um, truth sayers that's what we try to right. do right. Man, we come don't on, to is to 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 play play taxes. Taxes. if some of us
0: were bad, face. uh,
1: we would say they were playing bad, but right now they're playing fantastic,
0: exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you don't believe us, go back to our episodes last year if you want to. <laughs> and see what All we were right. talking about when it's up to 500. But yeah, man, what other podcasts are you going to get this type of insight, man? Talk, talk about Max and Mark Jackson having their debates uh, inside the uh, <laughs> the Wells Fargo Center and outside of it as well, man. I like that. I had no idea the whole thing was about Marcus Smart. <laughs> I had <Yeah>. no idea. <laughs> Sounds good, my friend. Well, anyway, uh, guys, thank you very much. Uh, it is
1: an honor uh, to myself and Joe, Joe Sway that. You know, you guys happen to join us. You can join any podcast you want, right. but uh, you know that one thing we're going to do, we're going to give it to you on the 100. And I think you guys appreciate and We
0: appreciate the fact that you let us do that. We'll see you guys next week. Appreciate it. All right. Ooh, that was perfect.